Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. And we're back. All right. Hopefully it works this time. We had some technical difficulties, so we had to kill the live stream and start over. We were yes, like we did. Ten minutes end up some pretty good stuff. It was really yeah. good. It's all gone. It's so. now deleted forever. Yeah. yeah, we'll never get that back. Yeah. yeah. Carrie just texted, only Brent. Maybe huddle by Brent. Still <laughs> only me? Oh, no, this was like oh, a minute ago. Okay. Only yeah. Brent still. Just use one mic. How would we just yeah. use one mic? <laughs> I don't know. We've been doing this for three years, and this was really our first kind of major technical snafu, so that's a pretty good run. It's actually weird that it never happened prior to this. Yeah. So. Okay. So hopefully people will find the new The, the new, new link. link. Hopefully. Here, this is a plug that if you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, you get a notification every time we go live. So subscribers, you got the link. So subscribe. The, give us a thumbs up. Hit that bell notification, <laughs> whatever else. Patreon. Go to Patreon. <laughs> you, don't even know, you don't even know what that means, do you? Well, I'm just saying. I, I hear it all the time, dude. I think that means give me money. So we're we're back to that's awesome. Oh, we're yeah. back to getting heisted. So Don found us, and she says we're all back. So. Well, okay, all right, Chad. Don't touch anything, bro. I'm not. I'm not going to touch anything. Don't split the screen. Don't. I don't. I'm a, I'm a techie guy, so this is weird that it, that we had issues. And it's kind of weird. Yeah. Anyway, right, so, we're back. Yeah. Here's the Reader's Digest version. I got hacked this week. Brent fasted. Chad's had a – did you have a tough week? Is that what you said? A rough week, yeah. And, right. D- and David's wearing a cool shirt. And I'm – yeah. yeah. And we're all here to see this. Wow, we could have done the first 10 minutes and 30 seconds. That's pretty bad, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really, really bad. All right, David, what are we talking all right, about? We're, well, we're, first we're, first we're going to discuss a couple quotes, okay? Because we're all, we're all like quote hounds, and we get we see a million quotes every single week. Uh, that come through, and so I wrote a couple down this week, um, thinking that we can discuss what they are. Now I got to now I got to find it again. The first one's by Tim Keller, uh, which says, "Big churches allow someone to pastor because they preach well, while small churches allow someone to preach because they pastor well." Generally, so obviously not all the time, but generally, that's a Tim Keller quote. It was a lively discussion afterward that people were all having, mostly pastors, obviously. What do you guys think of that quote? <laughs> I think there, it, that seems to be that there's probably some truth to that. You think there's truth to that? I think there's truth to that. It does kind of yeah. talk about what people value, you know, what, what what's attractive about a big church For sure. yeah, yeah. versus what's attractive about a smaller church. For sure. Um, it, you kind of see this kind of being played out. It's natural that those, you know, would follow, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously in a big church, you're – you're, it's going to be more corporately focused on the monologue and what's happening up front because it's too big for there to be a lot of intimate interaction, right? right. So it's going to be towards the one inter- entertaining, for lack of a better term. Yeah, you got to have a big bill, yeah. big and So draw. if that guy can entertain yep. well, he's our guy, Yeah, right? Right. He's, a, he's able to appease the masses with his abilities, whereas in a small church, it's kind of, you know, in your grill Christianity, like everyone's kind of up. Everyone knows everybody. So character and personality, how you actually interact with each other, yeah, goes a long way towards who you're actually going to pay attention to and respect 
in the pulpit. I mean, that's yeah. kind of what I walked away with. I've kind of wondered along those lines of just character and personality. I've kind of wondered, um, you know, what, why is it that, that the headlines are always about, you know, kind of the mega church pastors and their problems, right? Then the, yeah. they, you you know, they're, they're under the microscope and it like, does it happen more in mega churches versus small churches? Or is it just that, that they're bigger targets? You know, like people pay more attention you know, to the bigger churches and aren't paying attention. But I think there's something about, um, in your grill Christianity and character mm-hmm. and all that, that, that matters or that's different from a big church to a small church. Yeah, for sure. I think it's easier for a pastor to be isolated. Well, I, I, I would think church. about how unhealthy it is right. for, for a pastor to be the headliner. And, and that's really all, they're known for all they right. do. They're they're the teaching so pastor. That's what they're paid so, to do. So yeah. they don't really have to interact with people. Doesn't doesn't necessarily matter how they conduct their lives or how they treat people because most right. people he's off limits to most people. They don't. Yeah, really they see they that. show up through a side door and they leave through a side door. Right. Yeah. And you, you give them a good show and you get paid well yeah. and uh, you're the one that they talk about. I mean, it, it just seems like a pretty unhealthy paradigm in yeah. general. Yeah. Um, doesn't mean that there aren't guys that um, have been very effective in large church settings. Sure. There, there are some definitely you know some of those guys, but in general. And people are fine with it because he's doing his job by making the church large. Yeah, by his ability. Yeah, to again, if that's how you measure success, um, yes. then then it's probably which a lot of people do. I mean, yeah. you guys know a lot of Christians in your life, and even people that admit like there's some problem thinking in these areas, like still all kind of buy it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like there's the successful church over there. There's the church that's killing it over there, and it's all because of size and um, everything else. Well, and, and smaller yeah. churches are often looked at as you know subpar or yeah. you know not not effective or whatever but you got you've got guys out there that are week in and week out uh they're there when your, when your kids are born when you're struggling in your marriage when you know they're, they're through all that they might not be right. the best preacher the most gifted speaker in the world sure. but but they're invested in the lives of people and they're For they're sure. truly shepherding yeah For sure uh, which is really what a, you know we're called to do well this is part of our philosophy right because like we do have a philosophy of church growth and we we wouldn't say big church is bad but we would say like the ideal way to grow as a church, if your church is growing, is out rather than up. And right. part this is this is one of the reasons why. Is because you start you just simply start losing things the bigger that you get in one place. One of the things you're gonna lose is your ability to know your people and your people to know you right. as a shepherd. Right. right. Like it, right. it's just that's just a pro that's a problem. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why we think the way we do and even though we're small here when we started filling the room, instead of going to two services and stuff like that, the idea was let's go plant another church where pastors can be known and seen. And, and right. it is, it's a tight, that, that place down there that we went and planted is tight. Like all relationships are tight. The pastors to the right. people, the people to the, like it's rad. So, so let's <laughs> give ourselves a pat on the back. Yeah. Yeah. It would seem that the bigger the church is, the, the easier it would be for the pastor to be removed from the people. Mm. Right. For sure, um, and it's just by default of the the bigger things get, you know, the the more you need somebody at the helm that's you know entrepreneurial or, or you know alpha male or whatever that's that's driving things, mm-hmm. um, and you know, it's it's it gets farther and farther removed from the biblical uh, you know role of a pastor. For sure. Yeah. What else you got? Is Tim Keller right, or is he okay to say that? I well, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. You're down with it? Yeah. Generally. So. Generally. Generally. Not always, yeah. but generally. <clears throat> All right. I didn't really want to bring this one up, but I thought it was kind of interesting. We're not going to spend too much time on any of these. This is off of the uh, 
the thread for the imprecatory psalms for dads and moms. I couldn't find that anywhere. Imprecatory psalms for dads and moms. It Tell me that ain't a fantastic page. <laughs> I've been it, on I, there for a few months, and they put some interesting stuff up. Reddit, or what is it? <clears throat> no. I, I couldn't find no, it. It's, uh, it's on Facebook. A Facebook page, huh? So this quote came up uh, a couple days ago. I saw it, and I found it interesting. And then the, the discussion that followed was very interesting, like your thoughts on it. There is no such thing as a gay but celebrate, but celibate Christian. I ruined that. Let me say it again. There's no such thing as a gay but celibate Christian. And I found that quote to be in- – I had to think about this one. And then the more I started reading the thread and people on different sides of it, I was like, okay, I get that. And then like, okay, I get that. And like I don't, I don't know if there's a – you know, a this or that on this. The reason we bring it up, we used to have a guy that came, remember, uh, right. back in the day that, that was in a ministry for people that were gay but celibate Christians. <laughs> so they, they were still same, they would call themselves same-sex attractive, but because right. of, of Christ yeah. and because they follow Christ, they don't act on it, even though they're still same. And this, this quote's basically saying there's no such thing as that. What say you? I think anytime you put a modifier in, in front of your Christianity, mm. that, that's a problem. Mm. Yep. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean that someone I, you know, there that, was that people that quote were saying is probably that. more about that specific issue itself. But I guess yeah. I'm going a little bigger picture. Yeah, you know, for sure. You, you don't hear people saying, "Well, I'm an angry Christian," right? Or I'm a dishonest Christian, or right. I'm an American Christian. I mean, I mean people say those things. Or I'm a maybe, drug but, addict Christian, right? But you know, like <laughs> alcoholic Christian, right. alcoholic, yeah, Christian. alcoholic Christian, cussing, cussing Christian. Um, People, there, there's those people out there. <laughs> yeah, there's well, a, they all exist. Fact, we, yeah, they, we, they exist. We talked to one of we those have guys them all. this last weekend. Yes, we did. You're right, dude. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. That but made me not, laugh. It's not an identifier. Um, you know, that, that you, that's, that's what I don't like about it is you, you've actually, you have an identity that's wrapped up in that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, that's the bigger problem. And, and there's a problem in that. There's a, there's a gal that, yeah. that chimed in. I actually kind of grabbed hold of her. Um, where she was going with it because it made a lot of sense that chimed in that's an, a former lesbian that got saved. And uh, she said, uh, sexual orientation slash identity is not biblical. It's Freudian. Uh, we have only one identity, and it's our, our created one. Yep. Everything else is what we think, do, feel, desire, or a role that we play. And I thought, gosh, this chick like kind of knows what she's talking about. Yeah. So, yeah. so that, that would be... That would go with the quote, that the quote is a true quote, that like really our, our real identity, our true identity, regardless of what we feel or think we should do or desire, is that we're in Christ and we're a child of God. Right, right. Okay. Well, Which I think I, is I, what you were just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I think that just to make it clear, though, um, there are people out there that try to call themselves like that they're a gay Christian right. or a yeah. lesbian Christian as, as though that's an okay thing with God or right. okay thing with the Bible, and we would, we would deny that. For sure. Um, but then to say that there are... There are Christians out there that struggle with same-sex attraction, right. don't act upon it, but struggle with it. Right, right. That's just a, that's a struggle with sin, the same as we all have. Exactly. Um, that doesn't mean that they can't still be a Christian and struggle with things. For sure, we all do. Um, but to but to label yourself, yeah, you know, as this kind of this yeah. kind of Christian, yeah, like it's okay is not. Well, it's yeah, a, yeah cool. and taking on that label, it's it's kind of giving in to the struggle, right? Yeah, Saying that this isn't a struggle. This is just who I am. Um, and I think m- more so than than anything else that you would put you know, in front of your Christianity, like, you know, people's, you know, or sexual orientation, their sexuality, it is such a, you know, kind of tied to our identity in ways. Right. Um, so it's so like, I, I get where people come from. Totally. That, um, in a sense. Totally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. Um, just the reality of our adoption, you know, kind of like this lady right. was saying, like, 
it, it's not helpful for any of us to to continually hold on to or connect ourselves to things we've done or been right because of what Christ has now done and been for us we you know all things have been made new because of what he's imputed to us right so it's just not helpful yeah for us to, to tag those on Agreed. uh okay fun one this is my favorite one this is your favorite one you've been <laughs> waiting for this one because it's pastor appreciation month we had to we had to do one of these where we could talk about ourselves so, <laughs> jared wilson which we all love anyway dude's a character right he said the best time to nitpick your pastor sermon is never the second best time is on Tuesday. <laughs> what does this mean? I just loved it. I thought, yeah, it's like, it's a why fantastic did you love quote. it? Thank you, dude. Because people tend to make a beeline for you at times. Um, sometimes it's helpful, and sometimes it's to encourage you. But a lot of times it's to say, "Hey, you said Matthew, and it was Mark," and it's like, "Yeah, right." I probably did, but yeah. you know, or you know, the Philistines really, you know, it was eighty seven hundred, not eighty seven oh one, and it's like. That's what you got out of this today, you right? To, and they all and they all do it right after the sermon or on Monday. Yeah, or, or the, the Sunday afternoon email. You know, I mean, there are times when people are seeking clarifications for something we've said, and, yeah. and they should. And, and even if that's on yeah. a Sunday, I appreciate that because they, they right. think, that, hey, when you said this, did you mean this, um, or something like that? That's that's yeah. actually helpful. We, we love those kind of conversations. Yeah, that's not nitpicking. That's actually looking for clarity, uh, looking for understanding. I think that's important um, for sure. But there are the other thing that I would just say straight up, I would nobody would ever do is on a Sunday morning prior to us getting up and preaching, uh, don't come up with a big problem like a big bomb of some kind to drop in our laps before right. we have to go and preach the word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't lay an egg. Yeah, a rotten egg. I, I know for people, us. it's like the most pressing thing on their heart and mind right yes. then, and they yeah. can't wait. You know, it's like, hey, I've got his attention. I can They've been talk waiting to, to get right to now. church and tell their pastor about this. Yeah, and they want to, yeah. but it's like you've got to think about what yeah. we're, what we've, you know, what's in front of us because yes. the the, pre, the preaching of the word is a is a it's just a heavy it's a weighty burden. Thing. To, to want to get right. And, and if there's a distraction from that, man, that I would wait till afterwards, you know, sure. wait till Sunday afternoon or Monday afternoon or Tuesday yeah. afternoon if it can wait. Yeah. Let's go get coffee during the week yeah. and talk. Um, that, that's a, always a better option. Yeah, be than, be yeah. discerning or perceptive yeah. about when you might be helping your pastor or hurting your yeah. pastor. Um, what's the difference then? I think you've already spoken to this, uh, the difference between a nitpick and then like a valid um, challenge on something. Because there, there is a difference. Yeah. Like, yeah. he did say nitpick, which I think is what you were speaking to. Like, yeah. little things that are like, come on, like, that doesn't change anything. Yeah, but, to me, it's those little petty yeah. petty things that really don't change anything or matter a whole yeah. lot. They're just yeah. little, little, you know, a, a minor correction. Like, we do that in conversation all the time, you know. It's like, well, you know, back in 1981, it was, actually it was 82. It yeah. doesn't change the story. It doesn't change anything important. Yeah. We don't need to, you know get on that. But if, but if you said something that was an error or, yeah. you know, or there was some question about... I don't know. I mean, there's there's times when we need to be yeah questioned. Sure. That's not nitpicking. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not beyond being questioned or corrected even. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's Any times way. I've said things that were flat wrong, like not like in, intentionally, but like they were wrong, and then someone would bring it to my attention that week, and then next week, when yeah. I would stand up, I would correct that if it was publicly right. said and that wrong, like it should be publicly, like you know, corrected. Right. I still think there's probably maybe a better time to do it than right right when it ended because oh, totally because agree. we're generally. You know, I mean, you guys know what this is like. There's there's discouragement that comes after you preach. There's the the, the kind of the did I do that well? You know, right. could I've done that better? Um, and and there, it starts when you're walking back to your seat. It does. Like it's pretty immediate. Yeah. So so let's talk about this. The best the best time for people to nitpick us is never. The second best time is Tuesday. Why 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 Tuesday? 
for me, Mondays are the they're harder than Sunday How afternoons. Are yeah. they hard, Brent? Tell well, people. I mean, I, I kind of full, you generally go into a kind of a depressed mode. Um, you question yourself. Question yourself a lot. Right. Um, maybe it's that there's this adrenaline thing that happens on Sunday, you know, while you're preaching and you're 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 giving it everything you've got, and you're just kind of exhausted. Right. And then there it seems like there's the, not that I'm comparing myself to Jesus in the in the desert or in the wilderness, but there's this point where the enemy comes and whispers and starts to whisper. Right. And Causes usually that's question. Mondays are, are just Mondays. a rough day in general. Mondays are tough. Yeah. So well, yeah. I mean, people that don't preach probably don't realize, like you mentioned about it being exhausting. Like it, it is. It, like it's emotionally draining, and it, right. it's what we sign up for, and, and we're we're glad, you know, we're excited yeah. to get to do it. But you know, Sunday afternoons is just kind of recovery. For sure, right, just from the, from the emotional exhaustion of preaching, and so um, you know Sunday afternoons we, we may not be thinking fully about you know how we bombed it, but but Monday comes and then it's like okay what 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 just happened yesterday? <laughs> For sure, well I should have done this or could have said that yeah. or gosh what was I thinking when I did this? So it would be even fair to say to our listeners that that Monday is a great day for encouragements. Yes. And prayer. Uh, we've got, and I prayer. know we've got uh, a couple people I can think yeah. of right now that, that let us know regularly that they do post they do sermon those. prayer. Yeah. Yeah. For both the congregation mm-hmm. and what they just heard the day before, as well as for your pastors and what they just preached. Well, and, and, yeah. and as, as, as funny as it sounds, just a little text yes. um, that day or the, or Monday yeah. or, or an email. And again, we're not fishing for compliments just to, to yeah. somebody to let you know. Thank it doesn't you. need to say you're rad. Thank you for making the gospel yeah. clear or something like right. that. Yes. It, it does. It means the world to me Yeah, um, because all it's like, okay, that it's, it's kind of that, okay, they, they just affirmed that that wasn't a total wreck. Yeah, or, sure. <laughs> you know, I think people are so scared and I don't know where this comes from of puffiness up with pride. Yeah. Like if we compliment or if we say something that yeah. was, you know, positive, then they're going to get, you know, we're just going to run away with it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about, don't worry about that. that. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Not one bit. Yeah. Um, at the same time, like, you know, and this is, goes beyond nitpicking. You asked about the difference of nitpicking. Yeah, for sure. You know, if someone, you know, lands in a different place on a text, again, like, we're glad to have those kind of conversations. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and we don't consider those things nitpicking if you see something differently and, sure. um, you know, have a different theological perspective on something that was said. Um, you know, we're always glad to engage in those kind of conversations with people. Yeah. Yeah. It's for the most part, it's sharpening. Yeah. 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 And that can be, like I said, coffee during the week. I mean, if, you, if there's yep. a, if there's a right. cool conversation to be had where, you know, you, you discuss the finer points of a theological topic of some kind, yeah, let's sit down and have coffee and talk. Totally. Get yeah. to know each other, you know, hear yeah. each other out. That's cool. Yeah. 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 All right. You ready for the, the biggie? Yeah. This is why we got together. We'll actually get into our subject now. Uh, this one was disheartening when I came across it. Uh, it was on accident. It came across my, my feed, and I thought it looked interesting, and I tapped into it, and then I was horrified after I got into it. But um, let's start with the Apostles' Creed. We all know what the Apostles' Creed is. About the second century, the church kind of formulated the Apostles' Creed because Rome was constantly infiltrating the church with heresies, and so there was it was kind of this statement of faith that the church came up with that they could recite together and constantly remind each other of and be solidified in. And that, that says this, uh, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. Not that controversial. Keep going. <laughs> On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and he's seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, just means universal, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life 
everlasting. That's the Apostles' Creed. Are you cool with that? If you could do it again, but sing it this time. Mm. Oh, I was, yeah. I was hearing the Rich Mullins song in my head. While I, was, I, believe, I believe in God the Father. The we used to do that in, uh, at Grace um, Presbyterian, you know, um, Grace Community. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sorry. You yeah. guys cool with that? No, the Rich, Rich Mullins version is awesome. I am cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> Chad? Yeah. Yes? Yes. Okay. I approve. So that was taken uh, about 10 years ago and modified to better suit um, – what's going on in our culture today. And this is what caught my attention. There was a, a church in Adena. It's called Adena Community Lutheran Church, um, sect of Lutheran, uh, in Minneapolis. And there was a, a gal uh, there that, that took, and uh, she basically was brought up in the um, Methodist, the United Methodist. Uh, yeah. And so th- these guys were cutting edge, like when it came to like um, compromising truth. <laughs> I think it was 1972 is when they started ordaining, like, um, you know, gay ministers and stuff like that. So anyway, there's a gal that came out of that and then uh, ended up going to the United Church of Christ where she's ordained as a gay minister and then married her lesbian partner in 2012. They started going back and forth on the Apostles' Creed and came up with their own version that's called the Sparkle Creed. And... uh, The Sparkle Creed reads like this. I believe in the non-binary God whose pronouns are plural, and they all recite this together, just like the church has always recited the Apostles' Creed together. So they they all recite this together. Uh, I believe in the non-binary God whose pronouns are plural. I believe in Jesus Christ, their child, who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads and saw everyone as a sibling child of God. I believe in the rainbow spirit who shatters our image of one white light and refracts it into rainbow of gorgeous diversity. I believe in the church of everyday saints as numerous, creative, and resilient as patches on an AIDS quilt, whose feet are grounded in mud and whose eyes gaze at the stars in wonder. I believe in the call to each of us that love is love is love. So, beloved, let us love. I believe, uh, I believe glorious God, help my unbelief. You guys cool with this creed? <laughs> wow. I, I think Luther would be rolling over. I like the part about love. In his great help that my love unbelief. <laughs> is love. Is love. Here's the here's the subject. No, that's that's terrible. For the rest yeah. of the day. It's it's like it's completely disheartening to come across something like that and at the same time, like not at all surprising. Like you right. know that in this day and age, this stuff is going on in churches even. But what I wish they would do. This is just me in my perfect, yes, Brent. My perfect world. Yes, Brett. Uh, just call yourself something else, right? And be that. So don't, don't, don't well, even call yourself part of the Christian hey, church. They're still, they're still throwing Jesus. Uh, Jesus I know, in here. I know, but let's just call it because it's not the Jesus of the Bible. Agreed. He wouldn't be down with that. So totally call agree. it, call it something else. Yeah, and and, totally and, and knock yourselves out. Just don't, don't muddle it or confuse it Agreed. with Orthodox Christianity because it's not. Totally, it's agree. not the same thing. So right. just do totally your own agree. thing. Fine, quit calling it this thing. So Lutheran Church. Well, has been around for a long time. Yeah. Generally, we can talk about the distinctions yeah. here, but generally the Lutheran Church has been around for a long time, and we would consider a good Protestant well, I'm church guessing, in, in name yeah. from what it's been. Um, the subject really is, when is it time to leave a church? <laughs> okay. that right then, that, that's yeah. the time. Right okay. okay. What you just read. <laughs> this is a good time to... Sentence, the first sentence. Yeah. To leave a church. <laughs> yeah. And what's weird is that all the, all the big denominations now, you know, have those... Everyone has a liberal sect now. But, well, actually... 
I would say they're lucky if they have a conservative sect left. Yeah, whether it yeah, comes yeah. to Presbyterians, whether it comes to Lutherans, whether it comes to Methodists, like they've all gone completely off the rails for a long time now. This is one of them. Um, there is a still a good Lutheran sect out there that's biblical and faithful and orthodox, and that's typically what we would call Missouri yeah, the Synod, Missouri Synod, which is still very conservative yeah. um, in the way that they view their Bible. But you know, the other ones have have gone rogue. The reason. I ask this is because we've all we've all discovered a dude that we really enjoy called the redeemed Zoomer. He's a younger guy. He's a total nerd, church history nerd, Bible nerd. Um, he basically gets on and plays Minecraft. You can watch him build things in Minecraft while he talks church history and Bible. It's <laughs> it's extremely nerdy. The dude's super solid. He's super sharp. He has a pretty good grasp on scriptures as well as where the church has been. And he what also church... does just YouTube videos without the Minecraft yeah. stuff that, that are really With helpful. animation that yeah. are actually pretty fun. And, and, yeah, they're talking about church history yes. or denominations. And, and if you if you f- look them up on YouTube, you'll yes. find them. And they're pretty well done and helpful, I think. So we really like this guy. Yep. And come to find out the dude's part of the Presbyterian USA, which is the liberal sect of the Presbyterian church, which is like this kind of liberal, and he refuses to leave. He reasons that he should be there to reform that church and to contend for the once-for-all faith that that church has already always held, even though the church has already left the building. What are your guys' thoughts on that? That's why I asked, when is it time to go? Because I look at this dude, and I'm like, really, dude? Like, you're completely like, this is an uphill battle. It's already gone. There's, like, nothing left to even pick up the pieces with. But he's, he's like, completely convicted that this is what he should do, and that others should maybe consider that same thing once yeah. in a while, even though they're teaching things like this. Yeah. All right, go. I, I mean, it's you, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I just think I, I admire his his desire. I, th- I think his d- desire is good. I've been in those spots before where – it's like you want to stay there and you know be the change or whatever you know try to impact things try to bring some kind of orthodoxy in, um, and, and there comes a point though where like this is a big ship that you're trying to turn, and I don't think it's going to turn. So I appreciate his his I mean I admire his effort and right. what he's trying to do, but I just it's at some point it's like to be associated with it at all. Sure, I don't even know how you do that. Right, I, I remember <laughs> being in. Uh, I remember kind of having a little bit of a dilemma within myself when we were at Calvary Chapel and my theology started changing. And of course yeah. I was fully convinced that I was becoming more biblical <laughs> in ways that they weren't. Right. And I, my, my initial thought was I'm going to stay, I'm going to, I'm going to stay here and like get these new things on the menu. Right. Which is ridiculous. And there was a point that I finally came to where it was like this, this denomination <laughs> is formed around distinctives that are different than right. my distinctives. It right. would be stupid. Like, it makes well, no sense for me to stay and try to, like... Especially if you begin to dis- disunify the body. Yes, um, right. That's well, big, that's all you're going to end up doing so at that That's point. a big deal yeah. to God. And I, and I would say, in that instance, you've got somebody that's actually still under the banner of Christianity. Yes. And you're just going to create disunity by staying there. For yeah, sure. And the mainline churches, like the ones we mentioned, I don't know that they, I don't know that there's that they're actually under the Christian banner anymore. For sure. So now you're actually, a, you know, maybe a missionary. Right. Um, you know, to a bunch of people that don't know Christ because the gospel's not even being preached there. Right. Um, so, so that makes it a little different, maybe. Yeah. No, I think that's um, wise. If he's viewing himself as a missionary, that's that's there to try to win souls to Christ. Yeah. Fish and, out of and, water. And then you know, and then that doctrine becomes because again, to ask a non-Christian to believe the things of God or to fall in line with the doctrines of the, you know the, uh, 
what's orthodox in Christianity. Right. They're not going to. Right. But once they become born again, this should begin to fall in line. So maybe that's his mindset, yeah. more a missionary than a, you know. Well, part of his yeah. mindset, too, was that that denomination was already built on creeds and statements um, and bylaws that they've abandoned. Right. But they're still in place. And so that's part of his right. thing is like, Trying as long as back, these things are still in place, something. like I'm going to be directing people back to these things that are still yeah. in place. Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's kind of like El- Elvis has already left the building, right. even though those things are still there. So yeah. this is an extreme example. Obviously, I hope that all of you would know, like if, <laughs> if, if you were in a church that went this direction, like it's time to leave. Um, but let's talk maybe in more practical ways of when it's time to leave. Like if, if you guys had a list of people that were, you know, at a church that are considering or not sure if they should go over this thing or not go over this thing, what would some yeah. of those look like? <clears throat> I think something Brent mentioned a minute ago is like if, if you if you can't foster unity, um, that might be time to go. I mean, you, you you're probably sinful, and you're if you're you know, creating disunity, and, and maybe you need to change, you know, stay and, and change, you know, repent and change your ways. But but if you're in a church where you just can't foster unity. Um, you know, you're not being helpful yeah. in, in being there uh, at all. And we've, we've personally experienced yeah. that as pastors yeah. where um, there were people that weren't leaving but were never unifying underneath us or right. with us or even really trying to. There was, there was one yeah. issue after an issue after yeah, a headache after a something. headache. And there was a point where it was like, can you guys just go? Right. You know, can yeah, you just it, go it somewhere where you can better unify? for them and yes. for and for the congregation? Else, right? yeah. And it and it did like when these yeah. you know people start going, you 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 start seeing kind of the right. like the a, sun comes out, it's like a cloud. Yeah, yeah, yes. you part, yeah. If yes. you can feel it, we've yeah. also had people um, that I respect greatly who have recognized if you know, hey, I have a difference of opinion in this area. If I stay. I'm going to create division. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be responsible for that. Totally. So I'm going to leave lovingly, quietly. We we still have a good relationship, and 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 they they don't come here anymore. And that's yeah. okay. That's totally. that's actually the right way to do it. But when you've got somebody who can't get on board with the direction of the church, with the leadership of the church, they're always just kind of like outside of that, and 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 creating tension and problems for and sure. stirring up other people in the same way. Yeah, you should you should go find a place that you can get on board with what they're doing. Yeah, on board with the leadership, on board with the vision, and 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 get involved there. Sure. Because otherwise, you're just kind of a, a thorn, right? Yeah. You know. Now the, yeah. the other side of that is that if you find yourself always leaving, so and always disagreeing, correct? We're right? going to come to that, right? Like reasons why not to leave, right? Okay. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll save that. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll 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 circle around. I thought right. you can't really talk about this without talking about the yeah, other yeah. side of it too. Um, to me, an obvious one is like, um, well, maybe not obvious, but um, and some people may argue with this, but I actually think it's good enough reason if you if you come to somewhat of an understanding and grasp on the necessity and value of a Christ-centered preaching, um, and you're getting something that's a man-centered preaching, like, yeah, I, yeah. I would say, like, go find Christ-centered preaching. I what, would what, like, would that, yeah. what would that maybe look like on a practical basis? Or can you, can, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but... Because um, I think people are confused by what that means. No, they... Well, yeah, how do you, how do you describe it, you know? Um, so, let's, so like, uh, like Christ is, 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 is basically the, the centerpiece of the table of... Scripture interpretation and preaching, so everything's pointing up, everything's being interpreted in light of him and his gospel work and what yep. he's done, rather than us and what we need to constantly be doing for him. Doesn't mean that we can't ever be challenged in our right. walks or question ourselves, like why, why am I doing this right now? Like I need to repent and do this. That's not what we're talking about. But 
it's it seems like the majority of preaching these days is is things that are um are itching the ears you know tickling the ears of the people sitting there which means it's about them and it's for them and what we need is to be about christ and for christ and what he's already accomplished and so that's that's the difference i just the the funny thing to me is that the the Churches that are man-centered don't re- don't realize they are. They think they're Christ-centered. They, they, right. think, they think that they're they're gospel preaching. They think churches. they're saying the right things and focusing yeah. on the right things. But they're but they're you know you're literally walking away from those churches with a list of things to do. Yeah. Uh, you know to again run harder, try 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 harder, try be, harder better. be better, all those kinds of things. And it's really not about the finished work of Christ. No. That that He has accomplished what we couldn't accomplish for ourselves. And this is the good news of the gospel. And we yeah, want exactly. we want to we want to exalt that every week. Exactly. Doesn't mean we don't have things to do as Christians, but it's not rooted in that. Right. Exactly. Uh, it's rooted in Christ and His finished work. Yeah. And and the Bible's not about us primarily. Yeah. It's about, it's about him. him. Yep. Yeah. And so it should be a little bit suspicious when week after week after week, it's about you. The Bible's about you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. There I should have just said that to begin with. Well, that's yeah. the difference. <laughs> So, so you guys would say like if someone's in that church and they come to you like, gosh, I, you know, you would you would have no problem saying like you probably ought to find a different. Again, church. I would hope yeah. that they would go and talk to their elders, that they would go and talk to the the pastor, the elders, that that the, the leadership team, let them know what your issue is. You know, hey, I love you guys and I love what we're doing here. Other than th- this is my concern, and sure. if it's not this yeah, way, yeah. and hopefully they they maybe they would maybe they would wake up, repent, and and change. So I wouldn't just walk away. I would leave well, right? Leave yes. well. Um, this that, is one of the things we found too, is that sometimes people just walk away. Yeah. Even people you've known for years, most that have of fellowship the there for years without anything said or a conversation ever able to make to take place. And we would say, don't do that. Like, well, and if they do give down, you a reason, yeah. it's usually like the the most palatable reason. Yeah, that's not really the reason. It's not real. Yeah, and, and we, we we want to learn. You know, when people yeah. leave, we want to we want to. Well, we want to know if learn. something's valid or not. Yeah. so that we can we can have the opportunity to Correct. change something exactly. that needs to be changed. For yeah. sure, yeah. we'll have those conversations on Tuesdays. Well, yeah. A lot of times we just a lot of times we will agree to disagree, and it's like you know what, you're right. We won't see eye to eye on this issue, yes. and that's okay. But there are other times when we might we might go, whoa, we we are missing something here. For we sure. need we need to think yeah. about this. So I would encourage somebody that's leaving for a man centered versus Christ centered church reason to go and talk to them and let them know, because sure. maybe maybe it'll correct things for sure. You know, yeah. But yeah, I would leave for that reason. Okay, yeah, uh, exactly. Others, any others? I mean, I think there's the, just the closed-handed things that yeah. we all know of. You know, the the stuff to do with the deity of Christ, uh, the inerrancy of Scripture, um, the sufficiency of Scripture. Right. You know, the just the, the the standard doctrines that that we all hold true. If those aren't present in a church, yeah, absolutely. So essentials yeah. run, to the all-time Christian. Yeah, run for the, the hills. Church, yeah, man, for orthodoxy. Sure. Yeah, yeah, orthodoxy. I mean, uh, you know, and again, and then there are things that are open-handed things that if, if they're not going to become disunifying, so maybe it's the gifts. Are, have the gifts ceased, or are they still for today? Um, in times views, you know, do you think that it's pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, something else altogether? I mean, those are the kinds of things that if you can stay there in disagreement but not be disunifying, that's okay. Yeah, that's all right. That's fine. But if those are going to be just like, you know, infant baptism or something like that, where this is a hill for you to die on. For sure. And every chance you get, you're just going to create strife and dissension and trouble sure. and, and talk about how the pastors don't have it right and, you know, create this thing. Then, yeah, yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. I would add to that list leadership structure as kind of a closed-handed thing like for me if i'm going to look for a church i'm going to be looking for a certain model yeah. of, of you know governance or leadership or whatever yeah. you want to yeah. call it um you know that, that's a hill for me to die on and I, w- I would maybe even go back circle around to something that we mentioned earlier if 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 you're unable for whatever reason to come under the authority of or to submit to or to trust yeah the leadership somewhere you probably ought to go right now that doesn't mean that you don't have a problem there's probably some other problem that you got there <laughs> right. that you got to deal with but like if you if you don't 
get behind or buy in to the people that God has leading that local congregation, like you're gonna, you probably ought to go to somewhere where you can. So let's go to the other side, because you just talked about close-handed, open-handed, and this is really where the differences are. People, a lot of people seem to just look for any little stupid excuse to leave a church or not be in one. Right. Um, Yeah, what are some of those? The silliest one I've ever heard. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) was a few years ago. uh, We didn't deposit his tithe check quick enough. Like sometimes it would take two weeks before it would clear the bank, and it wasn't immediate. I think that might have been creating problems in the marriage. Yeah. <laughs> it might have. I think that from what I remember. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but it was odd. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, yeah. That, that's pretty You're similar. not taking my money quick enough. I'm out of here. Yeah. The fact was that he was mailing it to the wrong address. That was part of the issue, but that's that's a whole yeah. other thing. So that <laughs> wasn't our fault, per se, yeah. but he didn't see it that way. Yeah. It was right. a weird. I, Probably I was one of those that, guys that w- it was okay that he walked. Like, yeah. you hate to say something That's like also that, we, the worst review we've ever gotten on, <laughs> on Google came from. from These guys are the worst pastors maybe, ever. Maybe I'm narrowing it down too much. Strike that from the record. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking of music. That's one that always, yeah, that always sure. gets people going. For sure. Um, or leaving, you know. Is, yeah. is if, the, if it, But it really comes down to this, this idea of um, you want to be satisfied, entertained, pleased. Your preferences need to be met. And if they're not... Right then you're, you're going to move on to the next one. Right. If that's your mindset, I don't know that you're ever going to find a church you like. There's not a right church for you. You're yeah. always going to be dissatisfied. But there are going to be churches that will try to be. Well, and, and <laughs> you're, you're right, that are going to try to appease, yeah. and, and yeah. especially if you're a big giver and they know it. Yeah. Um, but, but at the end of the day, it's like there needs to be a readjustment of your thinking as right. to what, why the church exists and why you're part of it and what your role is to play in it. If you don't, if you yeah. don't ever cross over to that side of things, you're, you know, it's just going to be an ongoing church to church to church experience yeah, for you. For I, sure. I saw a Facebook post this last week here locally and someone asked the question, I forget how it was worded, but something about what are, what churches have a live band. Mm. Yeah. And, and it just that. led to some kind of interesting, you know, comments of, you know, one guy was like, well, by live band, if you mean piano, we have that. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and it was interesting discussions. And, if and, you mean a ukulele. Right. Like that was the most important thing to that person yeah. was, you know, not, not, the content or the theology of what was being sung, but that it was a live band. There was a terrible YouTube video years ago. It was kind of funny, but kind of terrible. And they walk up, they, they drive their car up to this like speaker and his little bobblehead Jesus. And welcome to the, you know, whatever long name church, you know, what can we, you know, what will you have today? Or something like that. It's like, who's preaching? It's like, oh, t- this, this week's sermon will be Pastor so-and-so. And it's like, nah, I don't like it when he preaches. He's not funny. <laughs> and they drive off, and then somebody else is like, how long is the sermon going to be? You know, And it's just all of these things. And it was, yeah. this, I think it was called Me Church or something like that. But it was all of those, you know, what kind of kids' programs do you have? What are the snacks like? You know, you guys have gummy bears? It's like, no, we don't have gummy bears. It's like they're out. Yeah. It just was silly, <laughs> but it was it was literally like, wow, this is what we've become as a church. Yeah. Then you've got people in countries right now that are, you know, happy to find a scrap of Bible and just right. meet, find another believer yes. that they can meet with. Yeah. They're happy and, to crawl under the floor yeah. with flashlights because it's the middle yeah. of the night because they can't, you know, get And flying. we're like, it's yeah. too hot, it's too cold, it's, it's not ridiculous. this, it's not that, it's, you know. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's too loud, it's too quiet, it's yeah. too, you know, we said this first too many times yeah. and, or, you know, I don't know. I think the saddest part, too, is that we've perpetuated this this type of a culture of um, of giving people their preferences or else they'll leave because we we've got churches that are just on every corner that are all competing for people's attention and and, uh, for their seats to be filled. And it is, in a lot of ways, uh, a culture of competition. Totally. Which seems odd. They're not working together. They're just saying, 
I think I can top what they're doing over there. And I think I can top what they're doing <laughs> right. over there. And even in Bend, like you see, there's always, it, it goes through a season of popularity. So there's always the popular church, yeah. like the King of the Hill for like a yep. few months. And then this place becomes the hip place. And then that place becomes the hip place. And it's just, it looks so dumb. Well, and so much of it has yeah. to do with what- But the, we've created a lot of that. So much of it has to do with what their focus is. So at one point, like social justice was kind of buzzing. Yeah. And so there was one church in town that really grew. And then, you know, yeah. it, it when nationalism kind of started up a little bit, you know, and that got going, it's yep. like, oh, another church, you know, takes the baton and yep. becomes the king of the hill. And, yep. and it, it's always going to shift with, yeah. when, when again, it's like, what do we have to offer people? What's the best thing we have going? Yeah. And for us, Christ. it really comes down to the word of God focused on the work of Christ and yeah. and, and then the community of, of these believers. Well, that the best thing we have going, community. actually, is where we're located. <laughs> well, I mean, We're not I mean, in a big city with a bunch of churches, so it's it's kind of yeah. like we are what we are, and there's there's no apologies. But even if we were in, a, in the middle of a big city, we would, offer, yeah, we sure. would pretty much offer the for same sure. thing. The right. best thing we have to offer you is Christ crucified yep. week in and week out. We're going to talk about who he is and what he's done for us. Yep. We're going to focus on the gospel, and then we're going to focus on becoming part of this community yeah. where you belong and you have a purpose and you have accountability and all these things. And most people, quite frankly, a lot of people don't want that. Right. No, so, no. so if that's what you're offering week in and week out, you may not grow to be a huge church. For sure. Um, but it's, you know, again, what else have we got? For exactly. Sure. Um, so parting, parting thoughts on someone who might be thinking it's time to go. I would general. again encourage them to sit down with the leadership and talk, yes, place you know, to start. Talk. Yes. Pray, start right there. Just sit down and say, "This is what I'm thinking and why," and talk to them and find yeah. out. Because yeah. one of three but things is going to happen. Decision has been made. Yeah. We're either going to be realize that we need to be corrected and something's wrong. You're going to realize that you know you need to be corrected and something's wrong, or we're going to realize that we don't see eye to for eye sure. and, and we're going to move on. Yeah, you know, for that's, sure. Th- those are all positive things. <clears throat> no doubt, po- positive outcomes. Yeah. and maybe a, a side note to you know pastors that might be listening. Like there are times that pastors need to be corrected. Absolutely, right? you know you need to listen to your people. Um, you know, people have weird and, and wonky reasons for leaving churches, yeah. and, and oftentimes, you know, they're not right. But um, you know, there there can be some truth in there, and like be, sure. be willing to listen and to be corrected. Or there's misunderstandings. I mean, I yeah. can't tell you how many times somebody thought something about what we taught or believed, or and then we had a talk, and it's like, no, we don't think right. that at all. And there well, was a misunderstanding. We, we even it misunderstand up. ourselves. So, like, I agree <laughs> with everything you guys said. I think I think what needs to even happen before what you about going to your pastor is like honestly examine yourself like like yeah, pray about pray. it and just honestly examine why you're thinking what you're thinking as far as why you should go because we a lot of times we can't trust ourselves and we're just falling into a preference we're falling into something that um doesn't really matter right it's just about us and it'd be better if we just like repent of that before we get to the meeting with our pastor <laughs> if it's worth it. And, and if it's not, once you examine yourself, if this is like a legitimate thing that is a make or break deal for you, then yeah, go ahead and have that meeting. But yeah. like, yeah. honestly examine yourself. Like don't, don't play the game. It sure. kind of stops but, and starts with you. Yeah. So, it, it is yeah. a big deal to leave a church. I mean, it's I, a huge deal. I would deal. just say, don't, don't take that lightly. You know, it disrupts or it doesn't disrupt necessarily, but I mean, it, it affects everybody. It, it affects the congregation. Sometimes it's a, it's a good thing. It's yeah. like, it's a cloud lifted, like you said, yeah. Yeah. but at the times it just hurts. Yeah. You know, this and, is why the Catholics and the Orthodox make fun of us. It's because we all just run off yeah. at every little slight change yeah. of yeah. wind. You no, know, this should be this should be a, a weighty decision, you know, yeah. it, because it does impact a lot of people. Right. For sure. Um, so yeah, 
Yeah, yeah and, and everybody, both, you know, pastors and parishioners should, should have humility in these kinds of conversations. For sure. You know, I think, you know, sometimes we're quick to be offended when there's a disagreement. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we all approach these conversations with humility and with the goal of, you know, trying to find the common ground, I think that, that matters. Yeah. Amen. Very good, boys. Uh, Spike, Sparkle Creed is right out. Yeah, nope. Just go ahead and run. Man, that run. made me. That's that's bad. Yeah. It was it was hard to when I clicked on this. It was it was actual uh, a live recording of the worship service and this woman minister up front reading through it and the and you could just hear everybody. There was kids with her. Too. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. And it was yeah, it was heartbreaking. I just didn't listen. It's to it. real. I saw it and went yeah, and stopped. It's right. it's it's a bummer. Um, it's an extreme, but it's also something that's going on. Obviously, we're going that direction. Uh, sorry for the complications earlier. Thank you for. Staying with us. Yeah. And one of you prays out. I'll pray. Lord, thanks for today, our conversation. Pray that it would be helpful to people. Um, pray that you would uh, help us all to just have humility in the things that we think and the things that we say and the things that we do. Um, just think of Paul's uh, exhortation to us to, to strive to excel at building up the church. And so just pray that you would help us all uh, to have that goal and that desire uh, to build up the church, uh, even in our disagreements and even in the things where we don't see eye to eye, uh, that you would help us in that. And we ask it in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org.